Welcome everybody to the third episode of Down the Middle. I am joined. He's over there. I forget it's opposite. I'm joined by the one, the only, the heel referee, Ben. I am Jake, your other host, and also the longest reigning all events welcome champion in history. Because you haven't been beaten yet for it, that's why. Semantics. Which brings me brings me to my first order of business. I, as the champion, am contractually obligated to defend this belt once every calendar month. Okay, you're right. And it has been approximately one month since I won this championship. Um, a couple people have challenged me, but nobody has come forth with anything definitive. So, Ben, if you will indulge me, I propose that we do a coin flip Okay. To see whether I retain or you become the next All Events Welcome Champion. So, if if my so if my choice gets right, I You're win the, the title. Champion. Yep. All right. Okay. All right, buddy. Call it in the air. Heads. Heads. Hell yeah! Ben is the new All Events Welcome Champion. I'll get you your belt. Uh, I'll get it over to you. Okay. Contractually obligated, but you can't say I cheated. I'm not a heel champion. You're right. And it's okay. I will. I'll be back. I'll be back to get my baby back. Hey, I just realized that makes me a double champion now. Oh, <laughs> put that on your social media. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, take it take it with two belts. And I want to remind everyone this championship it's open to everybody. As and any any event. Um if you have any questions about the rules and bylaws, because there are rules and bylaws, there's a video on the average intelligence podcast channel uh that goes through all the rules. And one of those rules that I just mentioned is the champion is contractually obligated to defend their title at least once per calendar month. So remember the date. You got 30 days for somebody to challenge you. Please, okay. Right. Or for the or the commissioner or the commissioner will come up with something. Anyway, today's going to be a bit of a fun one. Um, we're basically going to go through, and we're just going to name a wrestler, and we're going to kind of discuss what company we think they're the best fit for. So okay. I decided. I'll start right out the bat and just say throw out there with John Cena. John Cena? Yep. Okay. Now, when you mean company, are we talking about companies now or all together or like what? So, I want to say now, but I do want to include like old original TNA because Impact okay. now is not TNA. So, kind Here of the way. It's, it's not. It's not. They don't have the budget. I mean, so I kind of, I kind of want to say like companies that exist today, but I want to include old TNA as a viable option. Okay. Because if you include WCW, that's easy. <laughs> that's too easy because a lot of guys would have fit perfectly in WCW back in the day. True. So John True. Cena, what do you, what do you think? Um. I think, I mean, 
especially just based on recent history. I mean, he was obviously perfect for W for WWE. Yeah. Okay. So, like, there, there. He was the golden boy. Yeah. So there's no way that he could have went anywhere else to be the golden boy, especially with how. I mean, we'll, we'll just be honest with how much money he was making and everything and doing everything for Make-A-Wish and everything. Yeah. Do you really think that TNA or Ring of Honor or Japan... Now, Japan, yes. They could they could afford to pay him because everybody yeah, knows... Yeah. That. So, but, here's the here's the funny thing about Cena. Like, I, I will 100% say Cena's a WWE guy. However, I think Cena's one of those talents where I don't... I think anywhere he went, he could become a top guy, like, overnight. I, now, I now that's probably because of his history in WWE, but, you know, everybody likes to hate on Cena, but there's a reason he was the face of a brand for a decade. Right, and I'm not going to disagree with that, but you also got to think of... You also got to think of the TNA, even though they had money because of Panda Energy with Dixie Carter, you know, they could afford to pay Hogan and everything and all that. But that's also because TNA ran out of the impact zone in right. Florida. Right. So Hogan technically can make his money, but he didn't have far to drive. True. But here's the thing about Cena in like old school TNA. I don't think Cena would have done quite as well there. Or I, I shouldn't say he wouldn't have done well, but I don't think he would have been a good fit. Because TNA at that time was a real before before Hogan and Bischoff came along, that was a real like it was kind of like the biggest indie. You know, well, it right. was it was all about wrestling, and Cena is more of that entertainment style. Was well, see right, and see the funny thing is though is Cena then was all about. You know, being the five moves of doom type Cena. Yeah. Which which later on, down the line, near the end of his run, he was a, actually adding moves to his repertoire, like the springboard stunner and the uh, the code red and everything else. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Here's the funny thing, though. I feel like, to me, his attitude would have fit in perfectly. Like, the early 2000s, Ruthless Aggression era Cena the attitude would have fit in well in TNA, but the in-ring style, I don't think would have. No. No, no, no. Now, but let's think about this. If Cena had gone to a place like TNA and he changed his style to fit, could you imagine like a younger Cena and a younger AJ Styles and a younger Kurt Angle at the time? Because I, I know they wrestled and they had some really good matches. Like, I think that could have been really interesting to see. Right. But, and, you know, this is like, I'd be happy if it happened, but I don't think it's going to happen. If Cena did like a one shot with AEW or New Japan, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> it's never going to happen, but I, I think funny. it'd be, I mean, think about this. Think about this. Cena comes into AEW and he does a program with Omega. Like that's that's printing money. Okay, but the thing is though, is if Cena, if Cena will never leave WWE ever. 
Right. I mean, right. You know, like I said, it's not, it's never going to happen. But, but it's just fun to think about. Right. But the thing is, though, is if C if AEW picked up somebody like John Cena, WWE screwed. Yeah, if they can pick up a franchise player like that, if they got Roman, who can, who they can stop- bring in who can bring in eyeballs from outside of wrestling, which okay, so I touched on this last time talking about AEW. And I kind of said that even a year ago, if you'd have told me they'd legitimately be competing with WWE, I didn't think that was ever going to happen. So Cody and Brandy are getting a reality show on TNT. Right. And here's the thing, though. Like, I'm legitimately interested in watching it because it has a lot of the fact. And I know a lot of it's going to be a work. Like, it's all a work. But there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some more behind the scenes stuff. In, in terms of AEW, but the other good thing is it's bringing eyes. So people that like to watch the the Total Divas crowd, the people that were into that kind of stuff, right? They might it might draw some more. It's well, it's going to draw some more attention to AEW, which right. I'm totally cool with. Right, but here, but I got a problem with it. What's that? It's copying off of WWE. Uh, I don't know because I mean the concept of a reality show isn't exactly new. Okay, right, and I agree with that. But you got Cody and Brandy Rhodes having their own reality show. We got Miz and Maurice who had theirs. Yeah, but that's not really copying because those couple reality shows have been done well before WWE did it. And and I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying like WWE did it first with the couple yeah, things. But before but before then they had a you had a ton. WWE was just copying the market, which they do a lot. Well, no, and Right, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I was just stating in general, like... Well, and, and you know what? As as they say, you know, nothing, nothing's ever original in wrestling. Well... You know, except Darby Allen. Okay, I'm, I give you that one. The in-ring work, because the, the half-face paint thing is borderline cliche now, but he makes it work. But, yeah, Darby does stuff. So, let's make him our next one, Darby Allen. Okay. I think total AEW guy. I think he's exactly where he needs to be. Right. Now, I, I think he'd do okay. I think he'd do okay. In WWE, he wouldn't be much of anything. He's too small, and that's not a knock on him. He's just – he'd be he'd be stuck in the mid-card. Not even that. He'd be stuck on the 205. Right, right as I said that, I was thinking, no, he wouldn't be. You know what, though? I think he might rise above that. He If, he, if they kept him in NXT – he would be, he'd he'd be he'd be a big draw there, but but they even wouldn't. even then uh, he'd be the ricochet of NXT. Yeah, yeah, well, but okay, so we'll get to ricochet in a second because I have an interesting view on him. But yeah, so you're you're in the same camp. You think Darby Allen is an AEW guy? Yes, he is because especially if like he did go to WWE, which I I doubt he would, but if he ever did. If he if he somehow managed to surprise everybody and surpass NXT to the main roster, he would just get lost in the shuffle. Right. He'd end up on 205 Live, or even if he ended up on Raw or SmackDown, like you said, he'd get lost in the shuffle. He'd probably get stuck in some weird faction and hardly ever get used. He'd, he'd be a house show guy for sure once they would, started doing them again. I wouldn't even say be a faction. I, 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 he'd be like, okay, we're going to start using you for doing this, this, and this, and 
might book you with a fiend or whatnot just because of your look and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's going, he's chasing after our truth for the 24-7 title. He'd probably end up like Leo Rush and uh, Rockstar Spud, because I refuse to call him Drake Maverick. Because that name is stupid. I, I, I yeah. But, but he yeah, gets I mean, over they, they became managers. Like, what the hell? You got two incredibly athletically gifted guys, and you make them managers. Well, just because but, they're small. Well, but Spud's not a manager anymore. Well, yeah, and Leo Rush isn't with WWE anymore. <laughs> True that. <laughs> so True that. You, you brought up an interesting one, Ricochet. Um, I honestly, I, I think Ricochet feels right in WWE. They're just not using him. Properly. Um, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, where do you think he should be? Um, if not AEW, Impact. I think he's too big for Impact. Impact now. Now, if Impact got bigger, sure. I, 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 he, I see him. If he Impact now or TNA. Only because in of DNA back in the day, yeah, he would have been a mainstay in the X division and eventually would have been in the world that's title what, picture. That's why that's what I'm saying. Even in impact now, because he could be like Chris. Uh, here, here's my theory on that one. Okay. The reason why is because I see a lot of an up and coming wrestler who he wrestles in impact right now. But he reminds me of a younger version of Ricochet. His name's Chris Bay. Okay, Chris Bay reminds me of, Rick, of a younger version of Ricochet with the things he can do and everything. So it's like, okay, and Ricochet, Ricochet doesn't have that type of thing of people to work off of when it comes to doing the athletic stuff. I mean, yeah, but I because, think that I think that might be one of the things. I think he can work so little bit of fantasy booking here. I, I think where they really messed up, when they brought him to NXT, he he was white hot. He had the rocket strapped to him. They got him out of NXT way too soon. Now, I understand why they did it, because they needed to fill talent on the main roster. That's why he and Aleister Black and a, and a bunch of other guys, I want to say Tommaso Ciampa, got, they all got bumped up to the main roster at some point. Well... Chomp is not on the main roster. Yeah, he's still no, he's in not anymore. But at one at one point in time, I know Ricochet and Alistair Black got bumped up to the main roster, and they've stayed there. Right. I I think Ricochet could have really used a run. I would have liked to have seen a much slower run. I would have liked to have seen him be the uh, NXT North American champion for a while, and then get into the NXT champion title picture. Be the NXT champion, have a good run, maybe do a program with Finn Balor, like if he was still in NXT. And they can still do this. If they put Ricochet back in NXT, I think they could really build him up because the one thing he seems to be lacking from a character standpoint is he doesn't, he can do all these really cool things, but there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of aggression there. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he, because he's used to the whole Osprey thing. Right, exactly. I'm working, I'm working with him. That's I why like, I said. That's why I said there's not really many people on the main roster per se 
that he can really do stuff like that with. Right. That's why he. That's why I see him as a fit in Impact because there's guys his size that he could do stuff with like that. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think he needs to work with. I like. Okay, so if I were in charge of creative right now, I would say, hey, if I were in charge of NXT creative, I would say like, hey, give me Ricochet. Let me do a program with him and Finn Balor, and I'd run it for like a year. Like do a real slow burn rivalry because those two similar size ricochet is probably a little bit more high flying but finn can go like right. Finn can match that intensity i i think it'd be a hell of a program and it would for one thing you would not miss nxt no no and i and i totally agree with you on that because nxt even nxt has its moments right now it's not like what used to be though no, it's not. It's not. That's what I'm saying because it's it's scary that, like like we talk about AEW and everything. Even though a lot of people don't don't like them, and a lot of people love WWE and everything, AEW is like the top bearer right now. Yeah, and it's 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 it pains me to say this, but I try, I try to watch all the main wrestling through the week, but I'm I mean, frankly, I'm busy. But here's the thing. I never miss Dynamite. I rarely miss, uh, even though it's only been on for a couple weeks. Um, I'm finding that I really like uh, AEW Dark Elevation. They seem to be having some pretty good matches on there. I catch Dark occasionally. Um, I, but WWE is usually... I've missed it the last couple of weeks. Because like I started watching Raw the other day and I legit fell asleep. Because it was like it was like, oh, Randy Orton's gonna summon the fiend. I'm like, gee, really? Are we still here? Yes, they're still here. Why? Why? I don't understand. Because they never really had the blow off. It's a program that shouldn't even exist, which sucks because they're both great. I'm not taking anything away from Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton, but that program is just weird. It's dumb. It's like it's not even a wrestling program. It's some weird. It's like something you would see on the Sci-Fi Network, except even ECW had the sense not to do that shit. There, whatever. I I don't know if their match Mania is going to be a straight up match or whatnot, but if it's one of those things that has to be like a cinematic match. It's gonna be okay. And here's another thing: I don't like cinematic matches, and I know I'm the weird one here. I don't like them. They're not my cup of tea. I didn't like the the final deletion or any of those things that the Hardys did in uh, Impact a long time ago. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I like crowds, but I, I don't like cinematic matches. So that might be one of the reasons why I'm not really feeling this particular angle. But it, it was one of the biggest things that TNA ever did at that time. I know. I know. I'm not taking away from it. I just, it's just not my cup of tea. Right. See, that's right, where so I'm, I'm trying to not shit on it, just because I know I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not my thing. I didn't. Right, I didn't and, I, and I get it, but it, it's stuff like that you have to do, especially because Sting just did one, and we'll, we'll, we'll just yeah. use him. Let's use we'll use we use him as the next next wrestler. There you go. For, for for the thing, but with Sting, he had to do that because he's 61 years old. Yeah. And everything else, and you know, he, he's not going to be able to do 
He's not going to be able to get away with that. It's just like one life situation. That's why it was taped. Yeah, and to quote Jim Cornette, like, <laughs> what the fuck is he going to do there? No. He's 61 years old. I, got I, think, I think I know what they're going to do, and I like it, but I, I know they have Sting come in, and they've got to, and they feel like he got robbed because he got injured in WWE, and I, I, I agree with that. I think he did. Um, not intentionally, but he got injured, and it's like, well, you know, I guess we can't do any of that stuff. So he's, I, I can see why he'd want to have a few matches, but eventually I think he's going to be more of like just a, not a manager, but like a mentor figure. And they're already kind of doing that with Darby. Like, like Arn, like Arn Anderson. Totally yeah, sure. yeah. Which I like, I like, I like that in AEW because you have on-screen coaches. It's managed, right. They don't call them managers, but they're managers. Kind of, but I mean, I, I view Arn Anderson much more as like a legitimate coach than a manager. Well, right, but. I mean, I'm, you're right. It's a manager. That's the role, but right. they do it a I'm little bit differently. I'm old school. I like managers. I like managers because managers got your got the wrestler over. Yeah, yeah. So, all right now, getting back to what we were talking about, and I said, "Which she Sting is the next one?" To me, you know, he if we to me Sting is always a, is a WCW guy. We know that for a fact. So, Sting is obviously not a WWE guy. I'd say he's, he's a TNA guy. He's a TNA guy. So if but so if we're not, even though he hasn't, he's just had this little short run of AEW. Of all the things he's done, TNA is him. Yeah. Well, he's he was. If people don't really think about this. He was in TNA longer than he was in WCW. How's or that? Did I, or did I mess that up? Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm getting that confused. I forgot Surfer Sting. My bad. <laughs> well, they're technically not counting Jim Crockett promotions as the NWA. They're counting that as WCW as well. So it technically, he was yeah, there since when you, the count, when you count that. Yeah, the, you're right. No, I'm I I stand corrected. By the way, everyone, if you want to chime in, I think there's there's a few people watching. The shoot super chat is live. So if you have an opinion, you feel free to share it. Or if you're watching it after the live broadcast, leave. Leave a comment below. We will respond. <laughs> yeah, so I would say Sting. You're right. I think I think if WCW were still around, he would have never left. He would have been on top of the world. And then, but I'd consider him a TNA guy. I, I, I you just if you say TNA, one of the few people that you would say is Sting. Like, like if somebody says TNA wrestling, okay. You're going to say AJ Styles. You're going to say Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, the yep. X Division. I mean, we're like, okay, you got the X Division guys. Then you start naming off tag teams of TNA. Okay, now who do you think of heavyweights? I think of Jeff Jarrett. I think of Kurt Angle. I think of Sting. Yeah, and, Joe. Um, yeah. Right. And Scott we're like, Steiner. <laughs> Scott Steiner. And you can use Kurt Angle as the next one. Kurt Angle's a WWE guy. And that, and that right there, I'm torn. I can see why you're torn, though. I can. I can totally see it. And I might have a different opinion if he didn't come back to WWE for that last run. 
But I, I well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm wrong because I think of him as a WWE guy. But let's really think: like, would WWE have been on the same trajectory if Kurt Angle had never been there? I'd say yes. Would TNA have been on the same trajectory had Kurt Angle not gone there? I would say no. I think he changed the company in two seconds. Right. He, he made them legitimate. I, 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 when he came in and everything, that, that really boosted up, especially when they were on Spike right TV there. and right everything. Yep. And I still, I still like to go back and watch his debut. In TNA, because it's such a cool moment. Oh, when he debuted at the Bound for Glory? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. place just exploded. And people knew. That's the thing. People knew he was going to be there, and it still erupted. Well, that's the, well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, he, he leaves WWE in August. July, August, right around SummerSlam time. Okay, what's, what's he going to do? He's just going to take time off. And then at the September pay-per-view of TNA, they show a clip of this, of this guy. And it's like, okay. And next thing you know, it's Kurt Angle. I'm like, what? Yeah. Kurt Angle? TNA? Yeah. And then, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm torn on WWE or TNA. But now that I think about it, it's hard-pressed. I'd probably have to go with TNA. Uh, Just had so many... He just had so many great matches in WWE. And I say he, I say he's a W W E slash TNA guy. I say he's both. Let's just agree that wherever Kurt Angle goes, he's good. Oh, um, all right. Let's say that. Yeah, because I think even if Kurt Angle showed up in AEW, which I don't think he would, but like I think he'd be just as he'd be fine there too, even as a managerial role. He just has he he brings that legitimacy, but but he but he doesn't want to be a manager. He wants to actually wrestle. Yeah, I know, but your neck is jacked, bro. Right, right. <laughs> you remember that really awkward match he had with the Shield, where Ro yes. Roman Roman was out, so they just yes. stuck him in yes. there. Yes, that was weird. Yes. I mean, I get it. You got to work with what you have, but. Like, why? So, I, I think if somebody's chiming in. No, I thought so, but it was just another notification. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, while we're talking about, speaking of Kurt Angle, let's do the next one. How about Christian Cage? <sighs> See, this, one's, this one's tricky. Yeah. That's hard. He's not, I, he's not an AEW guy, that's for sure. I, um, I'd, I'd say, even after everything, I'd still have to go with he's a WWE guy. Yeah. Now, that might change depending on what he does with AEW, but as of right now, I'd have to cast my vote for WWE guy, kind of like he, Edge. He, he Well, okay, but Edge has only been one place, though. Oh, I know, but like, let's, let's really think about this, though. Like, if Edge came to AEW, it's still, I think, just... I, I think Edge belongs in WWE. I don't. He he'd do fine. Like, don't get me wrong. He'd be a main eventer anywhere. But I think he's just a quintessential WWE guy. Right. And I and that's the thing about Christian is I agree that he'd be a w, he's a straight WWE guy. But 
Uh, I also think that he got his shine that he deserved when he was in TNA. Yep, I agree. Especially when it's like they they especially near the end, he was actually when especially in 2005 when Cena came to Raw and everything. Christmas He became it seemed to me like he became legitimate. Like he became a legit wrestler or not he was a legit wrestler already he became a legitimate star in tna because he showed hey i can do this on my own kind of the way edge became legit when he went solo but right. he was in wwe right but, but what i was saying was like 2005 when cena finally when he came over to raw and everything and christian finally got that opportunity to actually fight for the world title Against Cena and Jericho in the Triple Threat at uh oh crap what was that pay per view called? Oh, I, uh, I cannot remember. I can see it, but I can't. I can't think of what's called. I guarantee you my buddy was watching this right now. He 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 chime in and say it. But anyways, because uh, I think it was in Vegas. I think it was. Don't don't hold me to that. I could be wrong on that one. But uh, yeah, they, he fought for a title, and the next thing you know, like he's he's was going for the world title from then on out for the rest of the year. And then he left it to be after Taboo Tuesday. No, oh, Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> it was Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday, one of the two, because he was one of the ones to be able to, to vote for a world title shot. Yep. On SmackDown, because he got bumped SmackDown. And then next thing you know, he goes to TNA, and the next thing you know, he wins the world title. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like 2005 up until then, he proved that hey, I'm actually a freaking main eventer. I right. can do it. Right. Yeah. I don't. Christian is one of those guys where he doesn't get enough credit for how good he really is. Right. And I I, I agree with that. Because it's like I think back and I'm like, have I ever really seen a bad Christian match? It's just you don't you don't well, think you don't think well, about him until you start thinking about it. Well, he did wrestle Goldberg in that steel cage, and he got killed. Well, yeah, so, but was that his fault? Especially, <laughs> especially, well, especially also that one time he did get speared in half. Like, oh, my God. Um, well, you mentioned, but, might, as well, might as well address the elephant in the room, because you just mentioned him, Chris Jericho. Okay. That, he, uh, I'm going to classify Jericho as... Hey, everything guy. Yeah, everywhere. Because think about it. Everywhere he's been, he's made an impact. And anywhere he was allowed to do what he does best, he's at the top. To me, he's God. He's got it, yeah. Well, Chris Jericho's like King Midas. Everything he touched turns to gold. Right. You know, he hell, he got over champagne. He got champagne over <laughs> in two seconds. And what's what's hilarious is I'll never forget that because I watched I watched that pay per view live, and I was I was watching it as he was doing that promo when he was walking to the back, and the minute he said that the whole a little bit of the bubbly, I was like, oh shit, that's a t shirt. I said that right there, that's that's gonna be a thing, and literally the next day they had t shirts. Yeah, but also gonna think though one of his figures is a champagne is a champagne bottle set. I'm like, 
I'm like, really? He got it over. And then what else did he get over? He got over... Well, I mean, think about this, too. Like, yeah, WCW, he was squandered. They, they didn't, because for some reason they wanted to keep him in the cruiserweight division, but he pretty much was on top of that. But then, I liked him in WCW. Oh, I know. I, I liked him, too, but they didn't, they, they wanted to keep him in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, but he, but he broke himself out of that. Yeah, but then he went to, so this is what I'm getting at, though. Comes to WWE. Immediately on top, like on yeah. his debut. Yeah. Yes. And then he left WWE, but the minute he came back, already in the main event. So every, you, got every time, every time he comes back, he can he get he can get on top, and then comes to New Japan. Um, just a video. Before he even showed up in New Japan, just that video playing after Kenny Omega defended the IWGP title, you know, just that video, the place erupted. He's already, like, first match in New Japan in over 15 or 20 years, and he's fighting for the, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't the world title. It was the uh, IWGP US title. That's not the belt I thought it was. Wait, am I wrong? I thought it was the IC title. No, Kenny didn't have the IC title. He had the uh, U.S. Oh, right. But he defeated somebody for the for the IC oh, title. Oh, Naito. Yes. Yeah, he, he beat Naito for the IC title. Because Jericho is one of the only, I think, two people. One of the only two people or the only one to do it. Uh, the what, You mean one of the only uh, gaijin to ha- hold the IWGP IC title? Well, I no, have to look that up. I'm not sure. No, no, MVP held it too. Oh, you're MVP, right. He did. MVP was the first one. But what I'm saying was, is I think Jericho's the only one to hold Japan's version and WWE's version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You might be right on that. Well, wait. Didn't did MVP never have the IC? No, he was a United States champion. He was United States, but I was thinking yeah, if he IC. was. Yeah, right. Okay, then Jericho would be the only one then. Interesting. But anyway, my point, you know, Jericho, the first time he'd been in New Japan, and I can't remember if it was 15 or 20 years. I think it might have been 20 or 15, but releases a video, and he's already in a major title picture because New Japan was really pushing that um, U.S. title at the time. It was hot. You know, it was right up there with the IC title. Right. Then wins the IC title after he loses to Kenny. You know, so he's he's in New Japan for a minute and he's already in the main event picture. And then AEW comes along and he's like, he's the first champion, and it makes total sense. Right. Because I I remember thinking about that match. I was like, ah, like I want Hangman to win, but Jericho has to. Right, Jericho has to win the belt to make sure that the company gets over. And to make sure that the title is elevated. Right. And the other thing I thought, too, is like, yeah, but Hangman's, what, hang, at the time, I think Hangman was like, he he's in his 20s. Like, he's got time. I think Hangman might have been like 26, 27. Uh, I, probably, I that I don't know. I can't remember, but he was he was in his, like, mid-20s. Mid to late twenties, he's got I, time. 
Well, right, and I think his time is now. For the world title? I think is after everything he's done, not just for that company, but what he's done in his career, especially when especially when he did come to AW when he started up with Young Bucks and everybody else, I think if anybody takes it off of Omega. Oh, I agree. I think he should be the one to take it off of Omega. I just don't. I like what they're doing with Omega and that title and all the cross promotion. And I don't really want that to end anytime soon. I was actually talking to a buddy of mine about that last night because he even got excited about this because he didn't know about this. I was like, yeah, he's talking about how he's going to, it's, it's him against Swan for the belt. If it beats Rich Swan for the title, he's going to Japan. He's going to challenge Kota Ibushi oh. for the IWGP world title. That would be fucking awesome. So it would be his three belts to his belt. And did Laredo Kid beat him for the Mega Championship in AAA? No, not yet. He's still got the belt. Oh, that's right. No, Laredo Kid's the Cruiserweight Champion now. So Kenny's got two heavyweight titles now, which, I mean, technically the Mega Championship isn't a heavyweight title, but you know what I mean. He's got... But no, it's a, it's a world title. Yeah, no, but it's not a heavyweight title. It's AAA. Nobody there's heavyweight. I mean... I, for well, all intents and purposes, it's a heavyweight title. Well, right, right, right. right. It, it's it's the world title. So he's got two world title. He's he's up for another one. And let's let's be. I mean, I know it's wrestling, but like, let's be real. In a fair, in a, an actual fight, I think some just for the size difference, Kenny Omega would mop the floor with Rich Swan. I uh, I know Kenny's not going to win the belt. I know he won't. Because they're, they're going to do some kind of some type of finish to where both champions, this is for both titles, for the AEW title and the Impact title, they're going to do a finish to where. Oh, okay. I, I, this is this is just me. Because because I, I I know wrestling logic and everything. If they do what I think they're going to do, they're going to do a finish to where neither one loses their belts. They'll have Moose come in with the TNA title. Moose don't have the TNA title. Oh, he doesn't anymore? No, he lost it to Rich Swan. No, 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 no. He's been carrying around another belt. No, he no, he that white one? Yeah. So who has he the lost? impact title? Huh? So who has the impact title? Does Rich, Rich Swan, Swan have both? Oh, he's got both. Okay. They when when they unit when they officially made the T Moose's belt a world title, then those two Moose and Rich Swan fought for both belts. That's right. I remember I just didn't know the ending of that match. Yeah, they yeah they unified their belts, and now uh, Moose, Moose will come in. Moose will interfere. I uh, think you're right. Good brothers will get uh, come in too. Yeah, I know, but some, I think you're right though, which is a shame because I would like to see. I would like to see Kenny win that belt and then challenge Ibushi, and I don't even think he doesn't even have to beat Ibushi, but I just want him to challenge for it, and I want him to have three belts, and I want that. So from a storytelling perspective. I want Kenny to basically be like, okay, I've got these three belts, and there's just one more. But in order to get it, I have to challenge my like my my oldest friend in wrestling. Yeah. I think one of the that'd be one of the golden lovers. Yeah, 
guy. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a hell. That'd be a hell of a program. I, I if they don't do a messed up finish, and a belt does change hands, Rich Swan will lose. Yeah, I agree. Because Rich Swan's not going to win the AEW title. <laughs> it's not happening. I'm sorry. I, I like Rich and everything. And and I was talking to my buddy about this last night, too. I just don't see Rich Swan as a heavyweight champion. I don't either. And not I'm not... So while we're there, let's go ahead and talk about Rich Swan. I, I don't... I'm with you. I don't see him as a heavyweight champion. But where does he belong? <sighs> I know. That's my same reaction. I mean, he's fine where he's at. Yeah, I know. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, he's probably an impact guy. And I, I don't mean that as an insult, but I just, I just can't think because obviously it didn't work out for him in WWE. He got lost in the shuffle like instantly. Right. He, he's, he's fine where he's fine where he's at. I just, I'm sorry. I just do not see him as a heavyweight champion. Like when Brian Case is there and he won the world title. He's a he's a Moose makes sense. Right. But Rich Swan, every every time which Rich Swan retains that belt, I'm just kinda I'm taken out of it. Cause like let's let's be real here. In a real fight, Moose would have killed him. Right. Like hands down, ninety nine times out of a hundred. And I'm only given that one because I'm nice. Well, that and that goes to Tessa Blanchard too. I don't see. I, I'm, I'm. No, she's now a champion no more, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a Jim Cornette guy, Jim Cornette guy or anything. I just didn't see her as a champion either. Well, Tessa fucking Blanchard. <laughs> okay, That's so while while we're there, Tessa Blanchard. I think she's she, do what? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I could see her in AEW or WWE. I think she's just. I think she needs to be with Daddy. I yeah. I think right now. I think and plus the women's division. I think this is gonna sound so bad. I think the women's division in AEW is better than WWE right now. Okay, there's I'm two, not gonna say better. I'm not gonna say better, but it's more. There's more going on. Well, to to a degree, I right, but then then even then you play. Tessa Blanchard in WWE, you know, she's just going to, it's going to be like, okay, where do I fit in and everything else and that type well, of thing. Well, if they did it right and they put her in a program with, like, if they put her in now, today, if they put her in a program with Asuka and they did it right, I think I, I think that would be good. It, See, it, would, that, it, would, it would legitimize... Because Tessa's been in WWE, but I think the problem there was they always they played up the Tully Blanchard thing and not enough of the Tessa. Because Tessa's really good, right? I think that's her biggest downfall is Tully. Right, but they didn't really make that mistake in TNA. I'm not TNA. Geez, Impact. I mean, like it's one of those things that you mention, but you don't drive it home. Right. Well, they're not. They. But Impact wasn't trying to hold that against her. What happened? Exactly. That's what I mean. So she came back to WWE and kind of had a return similar to how Drew McIntyre came back, where he's like, I'm back, I'm pissed off, and I'm going to mow through everybody. 
with that kind of attitude, I think they could, I think Tessa could have a really good run in WWE or she could show up in AEW tomorrow and be fine. Like she, she'd be up there and she could have great matches with Sheeta. I mean, she could, she could have great match with everybody in the AEW women's division. In my opinion. Her and her and Britt and her and Thunder yeah, Rosa. Her, oh God, could you imagine the matches she and Britt Baker could have in Thunder Rosa and which technically isn't an AEW talent, but that's she's there, so uh, we'll just use her because I think she's more AEW than she is NWA. I agree, however, I, I like so I'm root I'm rooting for NWA, but I I can't get into the weekly show. I can't. It's well, too 80s old school for my taste, which I get it, though. I'm glad they're doing it because there are people who love that. They love that style of wrestling. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, the thing is, though, is uh, my same friend who who's wrestling knowledgeable like I am. Um, I don't remember what it's on. I think it's on Fight that they're, they're actually going to start taping NWA again. Yep. And they're gonna start they're gonna show it on fight, but you gotta pay to see it. Yeah, I know. And that's just put it on YouTube, damn it. <laughs> like they did before with the, yeah. the park. Keep it on YouTube because here's the thing about fight. The whole reason I started watching NWA is because it was on YouTube and it was free. If I gotta pay for it, eh, I'm good. I don't Everything. wanna watch it that bad. Like <laughs> Seeing everything nowadays, you gotta pay for it to watch. No, no. If it's on YouTube, it's fine. Well, no, no, you're, well, yeah, you're right. You're and, right. Like, let's not. Like, so here's the thing, and this is what I don't get because you can totally, you can totally have a show on YouTube, but still treat it like a television show. Like it can still make money. Check us, check us here at xcwrestling1.com. On, no, xcwrestling1 on YouTube. There you go. See, that's what I mean. And I'm not even talking about ad revenue. I mean, you can have the same way you have advertisers and sponsors you, you do on regular television. You know, you can still do that. Hell, Ring of Honor still does that on their syndicated TV. You know, it's like every time I, I watch a Ring of Honor episode, I get reminded about erectile dysfunction, bladder control issues, and knee braces. Because it's the same sponsors, which I find very curious, but <laughs> hey, hey, you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, they're making money. Hey, man, do you remember when Impact was on uh, Destination America? <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. like, wow, that's desperate. <laughs> okay, well, that's like TNA when they were on Spike. Yeah, that pay- made sense. Okay, but they're getting paid advertisers from porn. Hey, Spike. Hello. <laughs> and I mean, they, they were the they were the knockouts back. Hey, kids had to watch wrestling too, you know. Hey, and I'm not knocking the knockouts. I if there was a minute there where TNA had the best women's division in wrestling at the time. I I totally agree with that. Austin Kong, Gail Kim had. So many great matches, and that's not taken away from anybody in the knockouts division. All right, let's say let's go with Gail Kim. Gail Kim, who she got wasted in WWE. DNA. Did DNA? 
I think, well, she's not wrestling anymore, though, right? No. She retired, even, yeah. Even yeah, then, total, total TNA. Total TNA. Yeah, totally, hands down. <laughs> Although, I think if AEW had existed at the time, she would have been... She would have been good there, but I just she feels like a TNA talent. She she she's one of those types, um, like who like who is it? Okay, she I you're probably going to disagree with me on this one. Okay, now a lot of people who do who will watch this will probably disagree with me on this one. Well, I'll tell you, like I'll tell everybody else, watch the stuff from Japan. Okay. Uh, all Japan women stuff? No, no, I'm, no, I'm using, I'm comparing her to a man. Okay. No, hear me out. Okay. When you're in WWE, you can only do so much. Yeah. Okay. She didn't get to really just show her true talent in WWE. TNA, she did. Yep. Okay. And I want to use this next, I want to use this other guy when we get to the thing. I compare her to Hulk Hogan. Okay. <laughs> and I know that's going to sound weird. No, I, 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 I'll, I'll bite. When Hogan was a WWE, what could he do? What was he supposed to do? Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and handshake, brother. Yeah. Okay, but when he wrestled, what was he only allowed to do? Uh, the leg drop and hulking up and clotheslines. Well, big boot, yeah, leg big drop, boot. clotheslines, punches. That's it. Now, you watch this. You watch Hulk Hogan from Japan. Okay, I see where you're going. He with was it. allowed to work. Yep. He, Vince didn't want Hogan to do the whole arm drags and the you know headlocks and everything else like he got taught by Hiro Matsuda. Yep, you're right. You're right. Which maybe. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe that's why I just a lot of times I get I don't want to say bored, but I'm watching WWE and the matches just blend together. To me, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like that WWE style to me just seems not boring, but it's not as dynamic. And I don't mean everybody's got to be doing flips and crazy moves, but it's like one of these days I'm going to watch an episode of Raw and I'm going to count the number of uh, uh, clotheslines, like in the whole show. Okay. Well, next time you watch AEW, next time you watch AEW, how many times you uh, see a super kick? That's not fair. But okay. <laughs> it, it is fair. Okay, but okay, but so you're kind of you're kind of indirectly proving my point. But look, I'm not saying it's the overuse of the move. I'm saying that it's overuse of a basic maneuver. Because like, let's watch a clothesline, not counting the buckshot lariat because that thing is badass, but just a regular clothesline, and compare that to watching a super kick. They're two totally different moves. The super kick is much more dynamic it's much more hard hitting it's and you know what I, i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that i'm gonna count i'm gonna compare raw and i'm gonna compare dynamite and i'm gonna count the super kicks on dynamite and i'm gonna count the the clotheslines on raw and you're gonna tell us this on the next episode i, I will report back 
and I'll do. I'll tell you what. I'll even. I'll do one better. I'll do it for two weeks because we're we're back in two weeks. We 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 will talk about that. But yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We might be back in two weeks. <laughs> we might be back even sooner. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I see your point. I see your point. And I, to me, that's kind of what happens most of the time when a talent leaves WWE and goes elsewhere, which is a perfect segue into the next one I kind of wanted to talk about. Miro slash Rusev. Okay. We'll get to Hogan after that. So that's fine. Um... Rusev is, even though I like his style, what he is, he's yet to, he's, he's got to be, this, and this is what I was saying earlier about Christian, he's got to be there longer than what he is. Yep. So, even though I like what he's doing in WWE, uh, I'm sorry, AEW, I apologize, as Miro is the best man, he's still going to be WWE guy. I agree with that. As of right now, I count Rusev. I count him as Rusev. I don't, like, I know he's Miro now, but I still think of him. He's still Rusev to me. Cause he, Rusev. And I, and, yeah, exactly. That was awesome. But I, I think, and I think it's like what you said. I think the issue isn't that he's so much a WWE guy. It's that he just hasn't been in AEW long enough to right. cement his... But anyway, I, I thought you were finished with Hogan, but you had more to more to say about that. Well, no, well, right. Well, what I was saying was, is I was comparing, I was with using him with Gail Kim, and everything stating Gail Kim is shined on as a TNA perk personality. Now with Hogan, everybody knows that he's a WWE guy, yeah. but he's also a WCW guy. I know we're not saying WCW, but he's also a WCW guy. Hogan is another one of those guys where he just has such a history that he's always going to be a WWE guy. Right. But I think he can get over anywhere. Well, but he's not a Jericho. True. I will give you that. He's not He's that, not a Jericho. And the only reason why I say that because of TNA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. No. So that's why I say because he didn't really get over well with TNA. No, but that's just because they tried to clone WCW in all the bad ways, not all the good ways. Because WCW had some really good stuff. They just didn't right. take any of that and put it in TNA. They took all the... Uh... I understand. And here, here's my theory on that one. On, on him and TNA, okay? And I understand that the reason why they announced his arrival to TNA... And they said, hey, January 4, 2010, Hogan's going to be here on Monday, and we're going to be against WWE. I think that's, I think you should have left that as a surprise. Yeah, I can see that because they already advertised changing the day. So you might, it might be one of those things where to me, it probably would have been if they hadn't advertised him. It probably would have been one of those things where their ratings wouldn't have been great for that show. But after hearing about Hogan showing up randomly, I think the next week their ratings would have been through the roof. They, they would have. And the only reason why I say that is because when he debuted, next thing you know, WWE scrambling like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And next thing you know, they got Bret Hart. 
Yeah, well, and then they also did the match with Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell that had just such a round of applause. Well, I'm just, I'm just stating. For those of you who don't get the joke, uh, the audience was actually chanting TNA during that match, and they got. What's great is you can, if you go back and watch that match, you, first of all, you can hear the audience chanting TNA, and they do this cut to Vince, and he just looks super pissed. It was great. I think that camera guy probably got fired. I think he might have. But I mean, that to me kind of perfectly illustrates the issue with WWE and Vince McMahon. You know, that that he thinks that that is going to entertain an audience today. Right. And like, first of all, we know it's not Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell, but even if you got the actually, you know what? I probably would have watched the real ones. <laughs> I probably I, I'm going to take that back. I probably would have I would have tuned in for that. OK, well, that that's I definitely okay. would have watched Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell fight. And I wouldn't care who won. I'd just be there for the show. Oh, uh, that's another talk on another podcast. Exactly. We we can do that. We can maybe maybe next time we can go over just the most absurd, stupid moments in wrestling. Period. Spoiler alert: We'll talk talk about the Shockmaster. (laughs) I was staying in the Three Stooges myself, but you know. Oh God. Okay, we'll get, we'll get back on track, but maybe maybe we'll do that next time. I okay. got one for you, and I think this is an obvious one, but I kind of want to explain why I think this. Dr. Britt Baker. Okay. I, I consider her an AEW. Big time, but not only do I consider her like an AEW talent, actually she has to be an AEW, or at least she'd have to be in a place that has their schedule. Because she still practices, uh, she she's a practicing dentist, so right. she works she works a professional nine to five in addition to, which is, I mean, so AEW is perfect for her. Well, but she could get away with it in TNA as well. Right now, yeah, because they're doing once a week tapings. But if they ever toured again, that would be a problem. Right, but the only thing that was. But the only thing that sucks for her, but AEW is perfect for her because of where she lives at. Well, yeah, but even when AEW tours, you know, when they start touring again. Well, but but then again, she was still going on the road and everything when they were touring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it's one night a week. Yeah, because they were actually aren't doing house shows right now. Well. They were never doing. They were never doing house shows. Right, 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 right. Which to me totally makes sense, and that's the one thing that I think was genius about what Tony Khan's doing before the pandemic, even. And what's this is really interesting because I said this for years. I said I don't understand why WWE is still doing house shows, or at least the amount of house shows that they do. To me, it doesn't make any sense because it's. It's a problem with their in-ring product because you got guys, guys and girls that are wrestling multiple times a week, 
And then when TV comes around, like, they don't want to get injured. So, like, they're not having as good a matches as they could because they've got to keep up with the house show schedule. They've got, they're wrestling, like, five, six days a week. Uh, something going on in the chat? No, there's something going on with my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, we're good. I don't know. My phone's just being dumb. Oh, okay. It started doing so. I wanted to make sure we were still live, but yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, but the thing is, though, is WWE's all about money. I understand that, but here's the thing. So, it costs money to put on house shows. It costs a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm just... Well, and here's the other thing, too, because I think I started thinking about this when I had read a report that it's not that WWE was losing money on house shows, but they, they they weren't making their revenue projections. So to me, it's like, and and Tony Khan actually said in an interview when he set up, when they set up how they were going to do AEW, they set it up as a television program, not necessarily as a wrestling promotion. Well, so AEW's revenue stream is the television. And that does two things. One, it enables you to have dynamic matches because maybe somebody has a match on dark, you know, but like at most they're going to be wrestling twice a week on average, more more than likely they're going to be wrestling once a week. Um, And then the other thing AEW does is as far as I know, they'll still let their performers wrestle independence. So long as it doesn't interfere with their contract. And I think they can still get, because I know Moxley is still allowed to wrestle in New Japan. So is Jericho. Um, Hager's got his uh, MMA Bellator. career. Uh, yeah, Bellator. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker's got a practice. Um, like, they have multiple things. Right. So, what this does now, AEW is a bit of an exception because they're paying extremely well. But, like, let's, let's say that WWE, for example, let's say, and they're not doing house shows now. But let's say they stop doing house shows. Or at least, let's say they cut them in half. No, fuck it. For my example, let's say they stop doing house shows. And they let their wrestlers wrestle independence so long as it doesn't interfere with their WWE work and it's not televised. Because I can see I can see why you wouldn't want that. And then okay. let them do their things like their Twitches and their, uh, their extra revenue. You don't have to pay them as much. But they can still make their money. So you I, focus you focus on the television show. You don't have to pay your talent as much, but they can still make as much, if not more. And then when you're focusing now, the one thing that might hurt is merch sales because you don't have the stands. But again, most people shop online anyway. Right. But so, when you do go to when you do go to a live event, especially WWE and everything. I know people do shop online. I mean, hell, I'm a fat guy. I mean, when you go to a WWE event, they don't have shirt clothes. They don't have shirts in a fat guy size. I mean, they don't have shirts in my size. So guys like my size, we buy online, you know, to get four, five, six, whatever X. Yep. But people do go there because, you know, they got the pro- people do go there to buy the programs. They go to buy. Yeah, like, I know, like, I know. Like sticks and all that stuff. But there's also local, sh- there's also shirts that they make. 
especially just for the event itself that you can't find online. Yeah, so put them online. <laughs> huh? just, so just don't sell those shirts. I know I, it's not perfect. I'm just saying. I think AEW's business model is smarter for today and the way media works today. Right, but uh, no, I, I see what you're getting at, but you know the wrestler is the wrestlers depend on working, especially when they were doing live live events and everything, live house shows. They were depending on that as well, especially with merchandise and everything to make to pay their bills and everything. Right, and I get take- that, but that, what I'm getting at is you supplement that by letting them work indies and letting them do their side hustle things like that. Because a lot of these people were making more money on Twitch than they were wrestling on house shows. No. Right, and I, I, I understand that. Like, Xavier and AJ and exactly. all that. Thea Trinidad, formerly Zelina Vega. I mean, that's the whole reason she got released is because she refused to deplatform her or put it under the WWE platform because it was hers. Right. And that was a brand that she built. Granted, she built it because she was she was able to build it up because she was in WWE, but she got to WWE because she was talented. So I feel like that's an example of you know WWE is trying to take all this credit, but it's like no, that's another so. Not to get off topic, but let's do another one because this kind of ties into that. Alistair Black or Tommy End, as he was known on the Indies. Where do you think he belongs? I, I mean, if I were to say he's a WWE guy, he'd be an NXT guy. Yeah. If I were, if I were to say that. Well, if I had to pick another, if I had to pick another promotion, um, I just don't want to keep throwing people at AEW. But I, but I think I think he's one. I think he and if, if Thea Trinidad wanted to continue wrestling, I think they'd both fit in very well in AEW. But Tommy N could also do well in Japan, in my opinion. But I think AEW would be mutually beneficial for both of them. Tommy Ann could do well in Japan by and everything. Yes, I agree with that. But he also he's not gonna but he's not gonna leave Thea, you know. Like he's not gonna leave Thea by herself all at all in time. You know, because Omega, he when he worked for Japan, he lived in Japan. Yeah. So now Oh, I know what Omega, you mean. Well he would do tours because like the Bucks didn't live in Japan. Well, right, but no. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I see. I see what you're saying, though, and I don't think it would. That's why. But to me, I think like AEW could use a guy like Tommy End, and Tommy End could definitely use. It would benefit both. But Tommy End, he could work for the New Japan of the United States. Exactly. Yes. So that's another reason why. And then not only that, he could make appearances in Mexico. He could make appearances in Impact. Right. If, if right. he signed with AEW. But I think AEW would be a platform that's big enough for him because WWE made him a big name. There's no denying that. Because before he was on the indies before he went to WWE. I think we've pretty much just, I, I, I'm just going to say this right now. I think we've just pretty much cut out Ring of Honor on all of these. 
right now yeah well let's 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 face facts i mean ring of honor is now a third tier promotion would you call would you consider them the third tier or would you consider impact as the third tier there was a time when i thought ring of honor was above impact but now they were the second tier at one point yeah now i would consider impact I, so, I say this. I, I say this. Okay. With with the ranks of the companies. Okay. Even though WWE is still number one of all time, because they will always be number one, unless something happens and they have to sell or shut down. I think that not only is WWE number one, I think AEW is tied for number they, one. They're A League. They're the they're the big two. Right. Now, behind that, I would go with Impact. You're talking about in the United States, right? Uh, I would. Well, I was just gonna go all together. Well, because I could. New Japan is in this really weird spot where I don't think they're quite. And it's. I I say that I say that they are because they're now they're starting to do stuff here in the states as well. Yeah, I said that I and I and I can't I can't explain why I think this, but I just it's not that they're a B league, but they're not they're not WWE AEW big, but they're big. That's what that's what I was trying to get at. Like I was going to say that it's after WWE and AEW, it's Impact, the Ring of Honor, then Japan, then NWA. I would consider New Japan to be like not number three, but like two and a half. Okay. Because they're they're big and they've got big names and they've got good talent. The problem is most of this is I, I just fleshed out my thought. The problem is a lot of their talent is not known to like a mainstream American that, audience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If they that's were though, and AEW can help with this. But they got to be careful because AEW doesn't want to create. Well, maybe they do want to create. It's not necessarily competition anymore. You know, now nowadays competition is WWE against everybody right now. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like even if you really think about it, WWE is not even competition because AEW. First of all, the Monday Night Wars can't happen again because of the invention of the DVR. Right. Like you don't have to choose one. You can watch both. Right. You can do what I do, and I just watch it all on streaming services anyway. Right. No, I I totally agree with that. I no, totally so agree. now, and I think AEW has the right attitude, and I think Vince McMahon is way too obsessed with competition because AEW is like, look, like they're doing their own thing, but we're just trying to make a great show, and we're trying to get our numbers up and keep our numbers up. And but I'm not comparing. AEW is comparing itself to a. AEW today is comparing itself to AEW yesterday, not WWE. And, and I'm not denouncing that, but there's times that when Cody Rhodes, uh, I, I will use Cody. I will use Cody because he's the, he himself is the one that does this, especially does stuff it's, it's does stuff like when he took the sledgehammer to the throne and everything. It's like you know, it's awesome. It's a shock, but all you're doing is advertise is doing is what. WCW did to WWE. 
Yeah, but Cody's an obvious WCW mark. <laughs> okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like the the what was it? It, it was speaking of, well, funny enough, I say January 4th earlier about Hogan. I'll go back to January 4th, 1999. The, uh, that same night, it was Hogan and Nash, Finger Poke of Doom. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Shivani says on there, don't watch that other company because a guy named Mick Foley, Mankind, his wrestler is Cox Shack. Going the world title. I don't put asses in the seats. Yeah, what happened? Week later, boom, ratings went out of sky high even more. Yep. But again, that like, was a different time because that was when you had to choose one or the other. And, and, and that's right. But even then, don't do your own thing, which is what you said AW's doing. Do your own thing. Don't acknowledge the other stuff. Right, but you also don't have to live in a vacuum because, like, anybody who's watching AEW knows that WWE exists. Right. And and Cody does have some legitimate beef with that company. So I, it, furthers, I it furthers his character. But I, I know what you're saying. You've got to walk a fine line. Right. And I think Cody's walking it just fine right now because he's not doing any direct call-outs. But when he does it, it's elevating what he's doing. I it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else you can think of? Um, is anybody in the chat saying anything? Or? No, not yet. Nothing? So I guess I guess we can probably start to wrap this one up because it's been it's been a little over an hour. But uh, if anybody wants us to do this again, leave some suggestions in the comments and we'll talk about those people. I'll get a list. Leave your comment below and your opinion and we can discuss at a later date. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I wanted to touch on. There, there's thousands and thousands. Like I was going to say there's thousands. I just can't think of anybody. Oh, I got one for you. Okay. Specifically, specifically Pentagon. <sighs> For the record, I think he's exactly where he needs to be. I agree. Because I got, there was there were rumors that he and Ray Phoenix were going to go to WWE. And they were, no. in they, they were in negotiations at one point, but they chose AEW. And I think what it came down to is if they went to WWE, they wouldn't be allowed to work in Mexico. They're fine where they're at. Mexico. I agree, and I think I think WWE would have completely ruined it. Because if, if Penta can't be violent, then what's the point? But Penta wouldn't also be Penta. That's what I'm saying. He wouldn't be Penta. Ray Phoenix would have just been a replacement Ray Mysterio in in WWE. Right, but what about Kalisto and all well, that? That's all that's all Kalisto is is Ray Mysterio 2.0. Right, but he's they're not doing nothing with him. Sure. Lucha House Party, give me a break. And Kalisto's good. They're not even Lucha House Party anymore. They broke them up. I was using but yeah, you're right. And then another example, Andrade. Well, that's the thing. Where is he going to go now? 
Did he get released? Mm-hmm. Freaking well, he's fine. He can go back to Mexico any day of the week. Well, he asked for his release. I don't blame him. He might be coming to AEW. He might be coming back as La Sombra. He probably will go to AEW. Well, it, it, even if he goes to AAA, he can still. He'll probably go back to being La Sombra, being under a mask, or maybe not. Maybe. He, okay, if I were booking his debut in AEW, I would have him come as La Sombra, wearing his old mask, but then take it off. He can still be La Sombra, but. Well, like what Psychosis did in ECW. Yeah, but better. <laughs> and the only reason I would say that is because he's been in WWE, so people know what his face looks like. And I'd say he has more name value showing his face now than he does under a mask. Right, but look, right, but look, uh, Rey Mysterio, like <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Rey what... Mysterio. Rey Mysterio and his mask are like they're inseparable at this point. No, no, and I'm not denouncing that, but what I'm saying is, is like. When Ray lost, okay, Ray lost the mask in WCW. Yep. And I and I know this is off topic, but I I just want to vent about this one. He lost the mask in WCW. Wrestled until the end when WCW got bought out. Yep. No mask. The wrestled the last nitro. No mask. And then two. Then he. I think it was a year later. Yeah, a year later. Brought him in in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he debuted with the mask on. I think that's got to do with the history of I gotta think about that one. Because I they think... brought it because they brought in psychosis and Hoobie and without their <laughs> mask on. Yeah, and, I I don't know, but I, I agree with the decision, but I, I couldn't tell you how they came up with it. I, I think it was a kid's thing, honestly. What, because like a superhero type thing? Yeah, I think so. And it worked. Well, okay, I, I agree with that one. Especially every year WrestleMania, it was like he was a different superhero or a villain. So... Right. That, that this is just total random, and I don't remember what show. It was just a random episode of Impact a couple of years ago when they were they were in Mexico. I'll never forget. There was this little kid. It was when um it was when the Lucha Brothers were still in uh, Impact. Uh huh. There was this really uh, the best way I can describe it is freaking adorable. There's this little kid, maybe three, like maybe three years old. He's got a Penta, uh, Pentagon Junior like action figure thing, uh-huh. and Penta sees it. And, like, comes up to the kid and does the whole, like, gets close so you can hear him. But then he does the Cerro Miedo with the kid. Mm-hmm. It was freaking adorable. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, the kid's, like, trying to do it, but he can't quite get it. But it, it, was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Well, no, no. I, I When Russell does stuff like that with fans and everything, you know... Especially, especially us in, in my group and everything, and like we we just had these two had our two shows and everything, and it's like been our two biggest shows we've had this year so far, and we're we're packed with fans and the crowd and everything, and when uh, us Russells come out, we get that pop and all that stuff from the fans, and you know we make their day happy and everything because we're beating the bad guy. That. As a worker and as a fan, 
it makes me happy. That, that's what it's all about. Yes. I'll never forget. Uh, there's a, you might be aware of them. It's an independent place up in South Bend, Strong Style Wrestling. Yes. I went to one of their shows, and it, it was another moment like that. And I cannot, and I feel so bad because I cannot remember the dude's name. Um, but he's one of their like, one of their local guys. One of their God damn it, I cannot remember his name. But anyway, he's a baby face in the company. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget it because like during he was in a battle royale that night. And there was this group of kids that were just like totally like shouting, like screaming his name, cheering him on, like hardcore. You could hear him over everybody. And then after the match, um, or not af- not immediately after the match, but during intermission when everybody's at their gimmick tables and whatnot, like these kids are just all up in his business. But he is just like engaged with them. He's not you know, like he's talking to them. He's making their, you know, he's making their year. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. If I said a name, would, would you really tell me if that was it? Probably. Shane Mercer? I don't think so. Okay. Because that's like one of the only local indie guys that I know that wrestled for that company. So. Although I would like to give a shout out to probably my favorite my favorite local wrestler of the night, Isaiah the Hood Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I liked it. I liked it, and it not and not in a funny way. I liked it. I thought it was great. Or do do you know their tag team up there? The 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 police officers, the cops. Oh, what's that? You cut out. Yeah, I, I know who they are. I fucking love those dudes. Those dudes were hilarious. So well, shut up. Um, no, I'm not telling you shut up. Um, but I think uh, we will talk more about this another time. I agree. Yep, it's time to wrap it up. Just wanted to shout out to a couple of indie guys that made an impression. Okay. All righty, buddy. Well, I think that'll wrap this one up. Congratulations on winning your title. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to get it. Yeah, and when you get it, just do me a favor and take some pictures and put them on your social media and post them and let them know you won this bad boy. Oh, I will. All righty, buddy. I'll see you on the next one, and uh, we'll see everyone else on the next one. All right. All righty. This has been Down the Middle. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.